Welcome to Locally Curious. This is episode two. Um, I have the pleasure of being with my friend Brittany. She has a beautiful garden in her front yard that she just showed me. Um, we're kind of bouncing off of checking out sustainable energy systems and just sustainability in general in, in local communities and um, kind of those people who are going above and beyond um, what I guess the, what I for sure am doing and just being sustainable in their everyday life, um, taking that seriously, and then also being proud of it and sharing it. So, Brittany, thank you so much for, for joining me today. How's, how's everything going? Great. Thanks so much, Drew. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk about my story and kind of where I am in this crazy journey of life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me how, how you ended up here and how just Colorado's kind of influenced your, your decisions and and kind of where, yeah, your life, your story. Yeah, so I first moved to Colorado in 2013 for an internship, and um, it was working for a greenhouse company called Welby Gardens. Um, I really enjoyed working there a lot. It was my first job out of college, and I fell in love with the mountains. I fell in love with hiking and uh, rock climbing and being able to go outside every weekend and just have a new adventure. Um, but I was really worried about leaving my family in Virginia and moved back to Virginia for two years um, and worked at nurseries and garden centers and continued my career um, in kind of a, a different direction than originally I had hoped. And then I moved back to Denver and started working for a landscape company um, in 2015 and I've been here ever since. I absolutely love it. Um, I spend my weekends rock climbing and mountain biking and paddle boarding and backpacking. <laughs> it, um, is, it is the like adults playground. I will continue to say Colorado is the adults playground. You can do anything you want to do in terms of outdoor activities out in the mountains. You have like Denver for, for city life. It's, it's awesome. How would you, how would you say that, uh, it's still been on, on, uh, I guess, long distance with your family in Virginia, has has that weighed down on your Colorado experience, or has it become a time where when you go back, it's a little bit more cherished and, and um, something you are, I guess, looking forward to a little bit more in your everyday life? Absolutely. I think I also have a better appreciation for my parents, yeah. having some distance, um, and my sister as well. Um, I do miss a lot of, like, major holidays and yeah. um, especially religious holidays because um, there's a lot of memories and traditions um, that I hold, still hold dear to my heart with regards to that. Um, but I um, also just definitely take those moments when I am home visiting um, a little bit more, um, you know, slow, and I appreciate those those moments that I have with um, my loved ones, even though um, they are a little bit more distant um, now, yeah. I do feel that uh, the moments that we do spend together, we, we make lasting memories, and uh, that has been really valuable. Um, and they also have um, been able to come and visit me, which has given them a lot more insight on who I am and what I enjoy doing. and. Um, They've seen things that my mom has only seen in picture books and magazines. Wow, yeah. Um, and my dad has only seen inside of, like, you know, um, Outdoorsman magazine and um, 
you know, hunting and fishing magazine. So I think uh, net positive for sure with that as well because um, my family has um, really enjoyed traveling here and, and seeing how beautiful Colorado is and how big. I don't yeah. think a lot of people understand that um, when you drive from Virginia to Maryland, it takes a few hours or even Virginia to Florida. Um, but when you wanted to go from Colorado to Wyoming, it could take X amount, two and a half hours to 16 hours. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's wild. Yeah. That's, well, that's awesome. Yeah, you're, I, I actually very much so feel similarly. I moved out when I was 16 to then go to the Olympic Training Center for, for gymnastics and I, I was probably a little brat. Like, that's how I, I think my parents would categorize me. And, and as soon as I went on into the quote-unquote big old world, like big, what is it, big cold world? Uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, I had nobody to do my laundry anymore and nobody to... Yeah. <laughs> and if I was sitting there, like, I couldn't I couldn't blame Casper anymore for if, if the dishes weren't <laughs> done or, or anything <laughs> like that. It was my fault. No, so I, I, I think that that distance for me grew and then you also realize the impact that that they did have and and the lasting effects and and what like you do want to take away from your family and stuff and then what kind of you you think you can grow more from Mm -hmm. like um I I genuinely do feel like that's what families are for is to push each other further and to continue on the tradition of just betterment I guess and so with that with that kind of being said like with your passion with sustainability and just like being really eco-conscious and, and um, yeah, proud of your decisions. Uh, sorry, there's a garbage truck out there. It's beeping. I didn't know what it was. Um, would you say that they, they're still influencing, like, these decisions in your sustainable practices? Or, or is this a lot of, like, you just being genuinely interested in it yourself and then pursuing it? Yeah, so I guess um, that answers uh, twofold. Um, so when I was really young, my mom had a vegetable garden my entire life and I enjoyed picking fresh vegetables from it. Being able to go outside with a bowl and just make a salad was really, um, great. I really loved that, especially as I got older. And, um, the idea of permaculture before it was permaculture was just a part of my life. You know, my, my mom and my grandmother and my aunt Whenever you go to their house, you'd be picking vegetables so that you can take some home. And it was almost a way of saying that you love someone is to be like, I have plenty. Yeah. You know, that statement of being like, no, no, I have enough. And in the summertime, take some. you take yeah. some. Um, so it's it's kind of been um, one of those things that um, I have always felt is like a nurturing thing and something to say that you care for someone. Um, so when homeschooling happened... And I had no idea how to even start with, um, you know, doing a science project for um, a first or second grader. Uh, It was, uh, you know, one of those things where I was like, you know what, we can put some soil in a pot and throw some seeds in it and just see what happens as an experiment. Um, And we, we made it that. We said, hey, make a prediction make a hypothesis of how many of these seeds are going to come up, whether they will come up, whether they won't come up. Oh, how neat. And so we we started with that, and um, we kept going with um, how far away should we space them, and let's read the back of the seed packet, and let's talk about, like, how big they're going to grow. And 
Um, it's really hard to imagine a plant that's only three inches tall growing into something that's it looks like a shrub. Yeah. Um, especially when you're seven and yeah. you're only three feet tall and the packet says it's going to grow to three feet tall. Yeah. It um, doesn't make much sense. <laughs> it doesn't. Um, so it was really cool to engage with, um, Felix who is seven, um, about, um, what his predictions were with the garden, how we should plant it, how we should set it up. And, um, his interactions with the garden, um, teaching him how often to water, teaching him, um, all these different things that I love because I have a degree in horticulture um, from Virginia Tech and um, I took a small plants production, um, small vegetable production, small fruit production class. Um, so I have always wanted my very own vegetable garden um, and yeah, it was just cool to share it with somebody else. Yeah, And that experience. Yeah, and to me it means, you know, like you care for someone to, like, want to feed them and feed them something healthy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And something that you you grew. Like, you, it was your, like, literally without you, they, it wasn't your money, it wasn't, it was your work, your exactly. time. Which these days, your time is, I, I feel like time is, it is the most valuable possession. Like, that's very cliche. But it's, it, it I'm is. finding it's truer and truer every single day. Yes. So, that's incredible. I didn't know I was dealing with a professional here. No wonder the garden looks so, so beautiful. Um, yeah, so your garden is absolutely beautifully spaced out, and and we'll we'll put some photos so, so folks can see. But what what kind of inspired you with how you wanted to lay it out and um, what you decided to plant? Yeah, so I did a lot of experimenting um, with this garden setup. Um, you don't normally plant corn with strawberries, but Felix was allowed two um, items, um, two fruits or vegetables that he wanted to plant, and those were his uh, choices. So um, that was its own experiment of um, him kind of being walked through the um, steps of like how to choose which, which bed we would do and how much sun they need. Um, and all of our vegetables do need um, like a full sun space. Um, so we talked a lot about that and how we would lay it out, and um, I did a lot of guiding, but ultimately Felix um, kind of decided, you know, which bed he wanted and what he wanted in it, and um, yeah. That is an awesome experience. That's that's something he'll take with him for a long time, I bet. And, and also just the skill of knowing how to plant things, how to, so many people don't know how to do that. It's, it's really, really almost frightening the the level of inde or dependence we have on shopping markets and everything like that and I'm n in no way shaming shopping markets I I don't have a garden that's like the reason why I'm doing this is for inspiration so I can eventually do that and then I know exactly who to come to because because you you're killing it um and then yeah what what about your inspiration for the the um I guess the food that you make from it and and who you give it to, and like you said, it's so much about caring for people and and that kind of aspect. So, can you can you dig into that for for me? Does that yeah. make sense? So, um, my friend Liza, I gave her some um, vegetables early on, and she was um, a huge fan of um, you know doing that barter system. Oh, so she yeah. gave me a sourdough starter, which actually may be more of a curse than a blessing. Um, <laughs> It is really hard to maintain a sourdough starter. 
Um, but I've been baking bread um, from that starter and have really enjoyed learning a different um, a different skill um, that I never thought I would have interest in. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so I've been um, basically friends and um, people that I interact with that I know have an interest in um, front yard farming or vegetables that are organic or um, anyone that I know that will, um, you know, use them. I've been freely giving them. Um, but, yeah, it is kind of um, it is kind of weird to, um, you know, be so um, far away from my family because uh, it did kind of always feel like it was oh, that I barter see. system yeah. within our family. Um, like uh, my grandparents would give my, my mom vegetables and my aunt would give her vegetables and then she would give them vegetables that she may not have had. Or yeah, exactly. If they didn't do as well or for whatever reason um, didn't produce as much. So uh, it's kind of weird um, me kicking it off and just hoping that my friends uh, also find it interesting and want to do this weird barter system. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'm kind of kickstarting it for the people that I interact with and the people in my life to experiment and try something new. Because, like you said, I talk to people all the time that say, I've never planted a single plant. And so it's really cool to teach someone at 7 how to water a plant, how to take care of it, how to, like, do the research on it, and then... Um, you know, use the food once it's it's grown. Um, so yeah, I've been making zucchini bread, and <laughs> I've been making a lot of sourdough, and um, yeah, I love making pasta salad in the summer, mainly oh, because I'm from the south. And, yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah, everybody <laughs> lives on mayonnaise in the south um, in the great. summer. So yeah, I've been making um, a lot of pasta salad with the cucumbers, and um, yeah, just eating the cucumbers is almost that, yeah. nostalgic. Yeah, it makes my mouth water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my mom used to bring in the vegetables, and I used to ask her to slice open one of the cucumbers and just salt it, and that's... Yeah. That's... Right there. That's the perfect. best. Perfect. Yep. Did nothing else. <laughs> nothing better. And then, I'm I'm so interested because... You showed me some photos of your setup before you were able to transport them out, out to the real garden. And I'm really interested in just how, how you thought that process went, how, if you thought it was obtrusive at all in your home since you did start it there, um, if it was monotonous or if it was, if it was all just like so much fun watching it, watching it happen since the beginning part where, where it first starts breaking. I, I remember I got so excited when our green beans first would like start sprouting. You're just like, dang. Um, so yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit about, about that. Yeah, so, uh, if anyone doesn't know, in Colorado, it is, um, very difficult to know when that last frost date is going to be. Um, so, I guess since the beginning of May, we were bringing our plants in for the evening into the garage or the house, depending on the temperature, um, and then in the, during the day we would take it outside, um, and that process was probably two weeks and then right after Mother's Day this year I went ahead and started planting in our permanent beds and I know that you know a lot of people were very concerned because I was planting them too early or mm -hmm. you know um, I could potentially have like you know frost evenings that would kill my crops and 
Um, so a lot of people were um, surprised or worried when they found out that I had already planted them outside. And so after I permanently put them in the beds, I was covering them with just oh, a sheet. Oh, gotcha, yeah. To prevent um, frost from laying on the leaves or the flowers. Um, and so after, I don't know, two weeks of that, we were pretty much clear. And so um, I counted it as a success. But yeah. a lot of people thought I was kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. That's just dedication. Well, the hardening off process is complicated because yeah. the temperatures can fluctuate so much in Colorado. Um, so if you're not using like a structural greenhouse... Um, you, it is a gamble. You take that risk. Um, but for us, I think it worked out really well. I think I did kind of a similar thing with the watering. I scaled back the watering, um, in the, when, when they were inside the house and when they were going through the staging process, um, that way they were more tolerant to the really, really dry conditions we've had this summer. Um, because I knew that, um, Global warming is a thing. Yeah. Um, and wow, I had no clue. I had no clue you could do that. That's that's incredible. Yeah, so I would stress them down, and I'm currently doing it with the pumpkins as well. So I wait for them to wilt until I water them, um, which is also kind of um, mixed reviews from yeah, certain people. Um, this is your garden. You do, but do it, what you want to do. It has worked. And, that's awesome. Um, water conservation is going to be more of an issue, especially in Colorado, because... Um, we do have, uh, you know, we depend on snow melt, and we, we're getting warmer, so... Yeah, less um, snow to melt. Less snow to melt. <laughs> so, um, of course, it's beautiful when those snow-capped mountains appear in that first snow storm of, you know, yeah. November, December. Um, but, yeah, I, I really wanted to experiment on my own with drying down the plants and see pushing them to that limit of um, being dry and seeing if we could push them towards the direction of not needing as much water um, during these like drier parts of the of the summer and it has definitely worked so that's wow. cool that's awesome yeah. that is a strategy I'm definitely going to implement that's that's really neat and and kind of springboarding off of that um, your guys's watering system is so cool and you were telling me kind of before we jumped on here um, that it's a recycled system and that uh, really everything out there is very, very efficiently done and with minimal cost and with um, all of the resources in mind, like trying not to waste anything. So I'd love, I'd love to hear about that because I'm trying to, that'd, that'd be something I'd love to do in my future garden. Yeah, so the first thing is our front yard doesn't have any grass, um, so it, um, it doesn't need any watering. The front yard doesn't need any irrigation so we converted the existing irrigation uh, to use um, black polyethylene tubing and then um, we just used small little spaghetti uh, tubing to connect those and um, emitters that we bought off of um, online through Home Depot Oh, nice! and so yeah, yeah everything was from the PVC fitting out to the actual spray nozzle, um, we purchased for, um, I want to say, 150 to $200. Wow. Um, so it was a really good way to convert the existing system into something that we could use for the, the vegetable garden um, instead of ripping up everything. And Yeah, and that's, and that's like a, a substantial system. Like, it, it really does water and 
Yep. And no, that's 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 awesome. And then you also mentioned that you sourced the wood from a local a local place as well, right? Yep. So the wood um, we got at the um, well, we got the wood at the local hard, hardware store, but we also got the soil from Pioneer, which is a local um, soil um, landscape supply store. Um, they're here in Colorado, so yeah. that's cool. And then, um, you know, the mulch was recycled from some trees that we removed and had chipped up. And so we mixed that in. And um, I used some miracle Grow organic soil. So mm. it's organic, and um, that's how our veggies are getting fertilizer and nutrients. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's how we got started with it. Um, the amended topsoil prob probably wasn't amended topsoil. It was probably... Um, just topsoil, but it worked out. It was super, super um, well draining, which was the purpose for that. And then we mixed in that organic um, compost that we bought. Yeah, no, that's so awesome. I love that that your passions just in general for the world and for experimenting and what's the best for it trickles so 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 predominantly in your actual life, where it's it's every single day how you get your your vegetables and. And I know that um, my folks just in the past, well, they're, they're both from Nebraska. I'm from a farming family. But uh, now they just have a big garden. They, they're in the, they, they try to can a bunch of their vegetables now, which is something that I'm super excited to get into. Is that something that eventually, like, you're aspiring to do, like to, to preserve any of your stuff for, say, winter time and, and kind of let it last throughout the year? Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely want to start with the strawberries of doing like a strawberry jam. Oh, yum. Um, yeah. I, I want one of those. <laughs> <laughs> um, Felix is pretty picky, um, as most seven-year-olds are, but um, peanut butter and jellies are still a pretty um, go-to food <laughs> item for him. It's a safe, safe zone. It's, it's a safe zone. <laughs> um, so um, I'd like for him to also be able to enjoy uh, the garden, the lima beans are actually for him. It's one of his favorite foods. That's awesome. Um, and he loves strawberries, so I'd like for us to, um, in the next year or two, be able to harvest enough for him to experience from, you know, seed to um, harvest to uh, actually eating the um, peanut butter and jelly in his lunch going yeah, to school. Yeah, that's so, yeah. That's so cool. That's, um, yeah. That would be a great way for him to... I think, um, kind of see the process of it. Um, I, a lot of people, when they go to the grocery store, um, it's, it's really, um, sterilized. It's easy to forget that, um, you know, when, when the fruit of the peaches gets bruised, it goes into this whole secondary process of making peach ice cream or, um, mm -hmm. uh, peach jam or peach jellies or whatever, peach pie that you buy from the grocery store. Um, and, so I think, um, you know, the agricultural system is um, sometimes not informative about where your food comes from or how it gets into that, um, like, secondary process. Um, if you don't buy the cranberries in the store for um, Thanksgiving, they're probably going to be dried and used in other things. Um, so, yeah, it's just important, I think, to, to know the different ways to save food and how to recycle it. Yeah. Um, we started a compost bin for are mainly just the coffee grounds, the um, vegetable scraps, and the um, eggshells. So all of those things have good components for our garden. 
Wow. And yeah. so it's going to break down and recycle into something that will provide nutrients for our other garden or our, our other garden beds. Yeah, I love that. I love that mindset where it's one thing. It isn't a one use. It isn't a one off. Like nothing in our lives. I try to not have one off items yeah. because that means that they take up space and they're probably pretty inefficient in the most most scenarios. But our society definitely does push. It's easier to just buy a new one than it is to fix the old. And I love though with food, you can't you can't really do that, especially with with uh, when you grow it yourself. That pride and that work, you do not want to waste it, and that appreciation for it just continues to continues to grow. And it honestly does make food taste better. Like it I does. genuinely think so. Um, sweet. So kind of like wrapping it up a little bit. What's um what's some advice and just just general like motivators that you've had that you can share um with with me with anybody that could potentially listen because it is a daunting uh undertaking and you know it's going to take a long time and you know that like there are likelihoods for for dramatic failures um and so with with just kind of your experience and your passion for it what would what would you say are your primary I guess pieces of advice and and uh your your personal motivations yeah so I guess whether it's planting a tree or starting a vegetable garden um, the extension service has some awesome resources um, I really want to just put a plug in there if you haven't watered your trees recently give them a drink yeah. um, and visit the extension service um, website to find out more information about what works well in your area um, for planting and growing and there's tons of research that um, has been done and is online and super accessible to anyone who wants to start a vegetable garden or plant a tree or just learn more about things like the Arbor Day Foundation or um, the Arbor Foundation sorry or um, learning more about uh, sustainability in general um, I think that's a good place to start especially CSU's website is super great yeah um, and then I also feel like in this process I've learned a lot about um, food being a great way to get together um, uh, yeah. and because sometimes we can't get together um, because of COVID or because of illness or because of whatever the case may be um, it is cool to just drop off some veggies on someone's front step or um, connect by um, you know, following someone on Instagram who bakes bread because you want to learn how to bake bread or yeah, following someone on Instagram that has a garden and you want to aspire to be a gardener. You're trying to learn something new about gardening. Um, following those people to encourage them to um, also learn from people's mistakes. Yeah. Mistakes happen. Um, things die. Things don't happen the way that they're supposed to, and sometimes it's explainable and sometimes it isn't. Um, so it's really cool to follow other people on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, um, to follow other people's stories, um, since we can't get together and we can't have a meal together or we can't go see a movie or we can't just like pop in to say hello. Um, yeah, I think it's important to just um, be willing to learn, be willing to listen and um have the intent to like share with others yeah no that's that's beautiful that's that genuinely inspired me so i appreciate that um and and the last thing i'd like to to 
I guess, ask you about is just your personal motivations in gardening. Since you do, like, it clearly, Felix has been a, a massive part of this, this particular journey. Um, and I, I'm just really curious on, on um, like, if that's the sole motivation and, and just seeing it through his eyes is very nostalgic and very, um, very rewarding, or if you yourself also are getting like you have those nostalgic feelings associated with it as well and and um you have a lot of pride in in what you're what you and Felix are doing as well. Absolutely. I think it has been really nostalgic like you said, but I also feel proud of um fulfilling something that I've wanted to do for a really long time and um my industry in horticulture and arbor care uh, is very, very busy in the spring and the summer. And because of COVID, I was able to slow down in a way that allowed me to um, plant seeds and plant a garden and build garden boxes. Um, and that's something that I've helped other people do. I've um, worked on large residential estates where I've designed it and set it up and followed through with the maintenance. Oh, yeah. But I've never been able to do it myself. Um, so... I took some time off this spring and um, really slowed my life down to a point where um, I could take the time to see it, see it fulfilled, yeah. and do the planning. That is so cool. Yeah. Do 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 every step of the process, um, and I got to share that with someone else who um, is young and their mind is still molding and yeah. still learning about the world. Um, so I think that was really cool and. Um, there's a lot to be learned from the hard work of growing your own food, and I think just having the space to do it and going through all of those learning activities of um, being responsible for it, um, having the creativity of design, and then um, you know loving and nurturing it and encouraging it and being so proud when something has grown or fruited or flowered yeah it's really cool <laughs> such no yeah you're it this has definitely made me want to grow grow my own garden for for a variety of reasons as well there's it's so rewarding for so many different reasons as opposed to just like that you just get food or that that Oh man, there's just so many cool things about it. No, yeah. thank you so much for sharing it with me. I genuinely sure. appreciate it, and thank you for talking with me. And and this is this has just been a very very awesome experience for me. So thanks again. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it, and I'll see you at the climbing gym. See you at the rock climbing gym. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Thanks. Bye.